0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Business Lines Agri and Commodities Podcast called Field Notes. My name is T.R. Vivek and as ever I am joined by Emar Subramani, Business Lines Agri and Commodities Editor. Uh, Hello M R S. how are you? I'm fine, thank you. In this edition of uh, the Field Notes Podcast, we will be discussing... India's attitudes and vacillating approach to BT cotton and genetically modified crops in general. India allows genetically modified seeds only for cotton. And this was introduced early 2000s by the then uh, Atal Bihari Vajpayee government. Genetically modified cotton is a plant that contains a pesticide gene from the bacteria Bacillus thuringiensis, which is by the acronym BT. And uh, it has been grown in India for the last 20 years. This pesticide now produced in each Bt plant cell. It, it protects the plant from bollworm, you know, an insect called bollworm, and thereby increasing yields and reducing the need for insecticides and pesticides. The MRS and team have been doing a series of stories on Bt cotton in India. So, which is why we decided to have uh, a podcast on this vexatious and uh, highly polarizing issue. Uh, MRS, what is the latest, what, what is happening on with BT quarter in India? Why is there suddenly a lot of noise around uh, The latest noise is over Environment Minister Javadekar telling parliament that uh, states have not got back, or states have said that they are not going to carry out research for BT Brinjal, actually. The central government had said that states will give the clearance for holding field trials in BT Brinjal, but that is not happening. No state has uh, got back and uh, the government has decided that they are not going to go ahead with field trials of BT Brinjal. Now, this has been hanging fire since 2009. The fear is that because there is no research, uh, there could be no progress as far as crop development is concerned farmers across the country particularly in places like maharashtra telangana andhra pradesh uh, gujarat uh, haryana they are all uh, you know they are all looking for uh, the latest technology in crop development in crop science they want the latest science for their crops they feel that they are being denied by uh, the government not going ahead or not allowing any um, progress on the genetically modified organisms technology or what you call gmo technology uh, uh, practically i mean basically because there is there is opposition from a section so uh, that is one of the reasons why the government hasn't there was a moratorium until 2019 supreme court had come up with a moratorium on uh, bt a, uh, B, anything to do with gmo since uh, till 2019 this happened because there was an appeal against the allowing BT Brinjal in India. So okay. an expert committee had gone into it, studied it, and it was stayed till 2019. After 2019, it was up to the government to allow uh, the latest in GM technology. Uh, but the government asked, said that it for the states to uh, allow all these uh, field trials, but that is not happening. There are other reasons. Hey, that, we can we'll, that. Come to, we'll come to BT Brinjal in a bit. Um, uh, would you like to give us a historical sense of why uh, B.T. cotton is important for India? Uh, B.T. cotton now I think accounts for more than 90% of all the cotton grown in India. It's, it's hugely popular yeah. and it is credited with uh, uh, you know, a paradigm shift in India's cotton yields. Can you give us some historical perspective about uh, this transformation story? that uh, GM uh, uh, Bt Bt cotton has claimed to have uh, ushered in India. It all started around the late 90s and early 2000s. What had happened is India's cotton production began to stagnate around the 170 lakh bales. So one bale is 170 kg, so the cotton uh, production stagnated around 170, 175. It wasn't going beyond 180, that was one. Two, what has happened is in Pakistan, some of they got hold of one of the BT varieties. So that came across the border. And Gujarat farmers began using uh, BT cotton without any approval. See, it was an illegal cultivation of BT cotton in parts of Gujarat. That happened. What accounts for the popularity? Why, why were farmers using illegal BT cotton seeds from Pakistan, from across the border? See, the, the BT gene in the cotton prevents hmm. pests. What happened, the the problem with the cotton plant is they are prone to pest attack. So they were using a lot of pesticides, insecticides to control pests. If Mm -hmm. somebody can recall what happened in Andhra Pradesh in the late 90s, quite a few uh, cotton farmers who committed suicide because they all uh, lost a lot by going in for these pesticides. And there were cases when these pesticides even didn't yield results for the cotton plants. There was a lot of losses. There was a lot of human hue and cry was raised over these deaths of farmers. Uh, it, it was a sensation in the late 90s of the deaths of farmers in Andhra Pradesh. So there was yeah, essentially the, the, the whole uh, Vidarbha and Central Indian belt was uh, uh, had become infamous for uh, farmer suicides and most of them happening to be cotton farmers. No, this is this is later. But initially, the problem whole problem happened in Andhra Pradesh where farmers all spend a huge sums on insecticide, pesticide, but they were not able to get the returns and they were, and those two sets uh, raised a few and uh, led to hue and cry. And more importantly, what I want to point out is the North Indian growing states like Punjab, Haryana, and in Rajasthan, you have the Ganga Nagar tract, very fertile region. There, what happened was the production dropped to as low as 20 lakh bales. And what happened was, what they said was that well, cotton varieties in North India had lost their potency. They had to bring in new varieties if you had to really see any development as far as the yield and production was concerned. All these uh, actually uh, forced India to look at various alternatives. Thus was born this BT cotton alternative, which was approved by the Waspai government in 2002. So we went ahead with uh, BT cotton and within four years time, we were really doing very well uh, with regard to the production of new varieties. And we saw immediate results as far as cotton production is concerned. It it started increasing gradually. Uh, Today, if you see uh, India's production is anything around, uh, let us go by what the government has said. uh, The government has got a committee on cotton uh, cotton production and consumption. It has said that for the the current cotton season that began in October 2020, our production will be 371 lakh bales. We had even scaled up to 380, uh, but we are coming down a bit because the yield is dropping. No new varieties have come in. Another issue that the government has to look into because cotton farmers are getting impatient. So the yield is coming down because, again, no new varieties have been coming. But still, we have made rapid ground. See, almost 200 lakh bales higher than what we had 19 years ago. And I, I India would now rank what uh, second or third largest producer of cotton? India is the second largest producer after China. Okay. 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 And but, and, it, is, uh, uh, but it is among the largest exporter. It's okay. always a so tosser this... between India and uh, uh, US. I, 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 will, I was reading a piece uh, some years ago by Professor Ashok Gulati. Hmm. Uh, who claim that uh, bt cotton uh, has accounted for nearly uh, an additional revenue of 64 billion dollars in terms of the exports uh, that we have uh, done from say uh, from, from the time bt cotton was introduced in 2002 mm-hmm. to 2018. Mm-hmm. you know so that is that is the kind of uh, uh, increment, uh, incremental benefit that bt cotton uh, yeah. has accrued, accrued to the country um, but Ivaras, uh, last year there was an interesting study by uh, two very eminent uh, cotton scientists. You know, one was Keshav Kranti, uh, who was a former uh, uh, director of uh, India's Central Institute for Cotton Research, and who is now the uh, head of the technical division of, at the Washington-based International Cotton Advisory. And uh, um, along with Professor uh, Glenn Davis Stone, who's also a renowned cotton expert, they came out with with. with the long-range study which, which, which says that uh, Bt cotton really hasn't given India uh, that great an advantage. You know? um, so their, their contention is that uh, productivity for most crops in India have been going up since since 2003. Uh, uh, you know, but the increase was especially large in cotton. But Bt cotton had virtually no effect on the rise in cotton yields because it accounted for less than 5% of India's crop at that time. And they also point out to uh, various large scale irrigation schemes uh, that took place in Gujarat and, and Madhya Pradesh belt at that time. And uh, mm. say that was more responsible for the increase in output rather than the introduction of BT cotton. Uh, where, where do you stand on this debate? Uh, see, uh, uh, Dr. Pranti is, is a very renowned cotton scientist. And uh, there is, I mean, he, he could be right. But what I would like to point out is that all this development that have happened because in the cotton is because of Bt cotton. Today, Bt cotton accounts for uh, almost 95% of the total production. Without Mm. this Bt cotton, I don't think that we would have made so much of progress because traditional varieties were always uh, susceptible to attack by pests and uh, insecticides. Mm. Farmers have taken interest in cotton Especially in BT cotton, only because they had to spend less on insecticides and pesticides, mm-hmm. it was it was a recurring problem. So, but he has a point in the sense in the last few, uh, few years, say like uh, say around 2014-15, even these BT cottons are now uh, getting uh, prone to attacks by pests and insects, especially um, the uh, uh, they're, they're in particular uh, regions of Maharashtra and uh, other places. That is why now farmers are now demanding HTBT cotton, the herbicide-tolerant BT cotton, where mm-hmm. um, you can spray the, the glyphosate and uh, nothing will happen to the cotton. You, you spray the glyphosate to kill the weeds that grow on your farm and uh, nothing will happen to the cotton plant because it can tolerate the herbicide. Again, there are a lot of uh, uh, you know controversies over that particular chemical, but nothing is proven yet scientifically. Okay. Okay. No, I, I, I'll just quote from uh, 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 Professor Stone's interview, recent interview that I was reading, and he says, you know, mm. based on based on the paper that they've written, um, he says that, uh, and I quote: Now farmers in India are spending more on seeds, more on fertilizer, and more on insecticides. Our conclusion is that Bt cotton's primary impact on agriculture will be its role in making farming more capital-intensive, rather than any enduring agronomic benefits. That seems to be a rather scathing indictment of of, of India's BT cotton push. That that is why uh, I think there is an urgent need to introduce new varieties. We have not introduced any new variety since 2006. They have a point, that's what I'm saying. They have a point in the sense we have not come up with any new varieties, be it we have only allowed BT only in cotton. We have not brought into food uh, on the food aspect We wanted to bring it uh, in the uh, BT Kringall, there has been opposition, the courts intervene, now everything has been, uh, you know, there's there's a real setback. BT cotton, there is a point in the sense that after 2006, we have not, uh, uh, you know, introduced any new variety. What happens is over a period of time, the insects develop uh, the resistance. The same thing what we are uh, witnessing with regard to COVID, you know, like COVID, we have been tackled, uh, we tackled one variety, and by the time we finished tackling this, there was another variety. Which is mutation. Entry. Yeah, mutation. So the same thing is happening with regard to this pattern. They are absolutely right. That is why there is more urgent need to come up with new varieties. Uh, unfortunately, we are not making much headway. And uh, the almost all, I mean, uh, each and every company that has been involved in research and development of uh, genetics are now winding up their operations or have almost cut down their... Uh, uh, expenditure as far as uh, r and d is concerned in india big because of the opposition that there is to bt cotton in india not because of opposition because what i would call is uh, a policy uh, inertia okay there's been there's been virtually uh, pol- no policy uh, that is allowing this to be taken up like we need the government to tell them, okay, you take up, we'll support you or you take up, let us look at the best option that will not happen. But this One, is paradoxical. No, MRS, this is paradoxical. Um, you know, here, 95% of the farmers you say are now using Bt cotton and hmm. yet, uh, you know, uh, there is policy paralysis as far as you know this very large uh, uh, segment of the farming population is concerned and uh, you are depriving the farmers of, uh, of choice, some would say. Yeah, politics also is, 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 a, is another reason why there is paralysis in the policies because I'll tell you what we I got to hear from some of the people in the industry. Like now, since the onus is on the state to allow the commercial trial, say for example, today uh, somebody wants to take up a commercial col- a cultivation of BT cotton, say in Tamil Nadu. It is going to elections right now. Had they invested last year, it's going to elections. We don't know what the result is in case there's going to be a change in government and if the incoming government says no, nothing doing, you stop your uh, trials, then the comp- whatever the company had invested in that trial will all be wasted. So, that is the problem that the companies are facing in going in for trials and there is, uh, they're all wary because here the political parties are not taking a united stand on what is good for farmers. They are looking only at Uh, short-term political gain. That is one of the reasons which I feel we are not making much progress on uh, BT cotton and also GMO. If the farmers want it, I'm sure the farmers have seen the benefits of BT cotton Hmm. as you've explained the uh, paradigm change in, in, in yields and productivity, then what is stopping the governments from giving the farmers what they're clamoring for, you know, which is why they're using illegal seeds to grow their cotton. Why, why is the government dilly-dallying on something the farmer says, I want? No, that's what I said. The government is now allowed, from 2020 it is allowed, but companies are not confident enough because of the political atmosphere. Now, if the central government comes up with a particular policy, almost all the opposition parties are up in arms, they are, they are against. They don't even look at the pros and cons of a particular decision. Uh, There seems to be total opposition. So, this is actually put almost all the uh, companies in the GMO field on the back. One example I can tell you is Maharashtra, where farmers are demanding that they want HSTVT cotton. They are saying, give us the latest technology. But no decision is forthcoming. The Maharashtra government uh, seems to be keeping quiet. They have not uh, done anything. They have not taken up the uh, Maharashtra uh, farmers' costs with the central government. Uh, And there was a particular... uh, a group in Maharashtra, which uh, told us that uh, had uh, Bt brinjal been allowed in Maharashtra, because Bt brinjal is allowed to be tested only in eight states, and Maharashtra is not among them. But what okay. a particular group of farmers said was that had they had Maharashtra been there in the list, we would have simply somehow got the state government permission to start testing it. Probably they were indicating uh, the uh, situation. Before there was a change in government, BJP-led Karnataka government to now yeah, the, uh, yeah probably they, they, they are looking they, they were BD mentioning C- that yeah yeah the HTBT cotton for Maharashtra, farmers are uh, wanting it because removing weed manually is not only a cumbersome process but it's also also a little costly. So they they prefer to cut down costs. they think that BT cotton helps them to cut cost in weed side and we other things. So if, if there is a sense in what whatever is being said about. Uh, that BT cotton is actually leading to increased uh, uh, cultivation cost. It's true because we have not had a new variety for almost 15. It's 15 years now. If I am right. Okay, uh, MR, there's another interesting story that you've written on uh, uh, Bangladesh starting field trials of BT cotton, and uh, in fact, JK Seeds, an Indian company, uh, is is the supplier. Uh, are there any long-term implications for India with Bangladesh uh, starting BD cotton trials? Is there a possibility that they'll start eating our lunch uh, with cotton production as they did with apparel manufacturing? There could be, uh, because right now Bangladesh supports about nearly 40% of its cotton requirement from India. So Bangladesh wants to raise uh, the cotton production to around 250 lakh base. They are uh, buying say around 50 lakh bales from India. There could be some impact, but I don't think there's going to be large-scale impact. There will be impact of Bangladesh purchases from India. And we have to see whether Bangladesh can grow so much because uh, they will have to uh, increase their acreage under cotton. Right now, hardly 45,000 hectares are under cotton in Bangladesh. I don't know how they are going to find... They'll have to find the area to grow. That, that I think, will be the main challenge for Bangladesh. Or they, I don't know whether they are going to go for... Cotton with some other crop, intercrop or something. It all depends upon. But definitely, um, Bangladesh growing uh, the Bt cotton in uh, Bangladesh could be an indirect threat for India. India, uh, In a way that you know, if that is going to be grown in uh, Bangladesh, that cotton could seeds could get uh, find their way into India Uh, because you know our border is very porous. We have already had similar problems with Bt brinjal. B.T. brinjal uh, is being grown in Bangladesh for the last uh, three years. Seedlings of B.T. brinjal have found their way into a few states as far as uh, Haryana, Gujarat and Telangana and Andhra Pradesh. These Seed- seedlings have reached there. Uh, there is no guarantee why B.T. cotton will also not find their way. The Whatever variety that Bangladesh is introducing, there is no guarantee why that variety will not find its way into India. It is very much possible. That is where the farmers stand at risk because there's going to be no protection for farmers. If these are spurious seeds, then nobody's go- the farmers will stand to lose and nobody's going to stand guarantee for that. There is a risk of allowing farmers to grow grow illegal strains and uh, they'll stand to lose rather than gain because any loss to the crop, any loss because of uh, even weather, they'll stand to lose. Thanks a lot, Amaras. Uh, listeners, that's it for uh, this edition of the Field Notes podcast. See you soon.